that Isaac's No, that's fair. Okay, well, if you're getting No, I'll put it back on. I'll put it back on. It's so cute. It's so cute. You're adorable. Yay. <laughs> I've had the Santa hat forever. I don't have a Santa hat. I almost bought one today, but I also almost bought a, a Santa beard. Mask? A um, beard. Because I was going, if my stepdad didn't want to be Santa, mm-hmm. I was going to be Santa. Yes. Um, Very cool Santa. Yes. Well, I, I mean, okay, so did, I don't know if you read the huge text chain of me ranting because I was mad and upset. And just kind of sad. I, I skimmed it, and, but I've been cooking and cleaning all day long, so That's I didn't right. have a chance to respond. So my sister called me today. Um, I was going to go over her house on, well, tomorrow night and then stay into Christmas Eve and then go mm-hmm. home. Um, because I've been around them uh, sporadically throughout the pandemic, so like being right. close to them is not weird. Um, but she called me on her way home at eleven thirty, or no, it was uh, probably a little after twelve, um, mm-hmm. because she had to go pick up the girls because mm-hmm. their daycare, someone at their daycare, tested positive over the weekend, uh, which means they were exposed, uh-huh. which means my sister and her husband were exposed. Which means her in-laws were also exposed because they watched the girls yeah. two days a week. So no festivities for us on Christmas Eve, which... I'm sorry. It was going to be small anyway. Yeah. Um, but as when we were talking on the phone, my niece, Chantry, mm-hmm. sweet as a little baby, she goes, Mommy, does that mean Santa's not going to come? Oh. And my heart fucking broke. Mm-hmm. Like I started to cry sitting in my office, and my you could tell my sister was like on the on the verge, and she handled mm-hmm. it really well. She was yeah. like, Santa, Santa wears a mask. He follows all the rules. All we have mm-hmm. to make we have to make sure that when Santa comes, though, we have to protect him. So that means we have to clean up mm-hmm. um, the downstairs. Um, yeah. And so, like, I'm, like, tearing up a little bit thinking about it now. And so that just kind of, like, stuck with me the rest of the day. And that was, like, the middle of the day. So the rest of the day kind of dragged on. And so at, like, 3.30, I remember something that my uncle used to, like, when we were kids, he would Mm -hmm. go outside and he would ring the bells and do the (gasps) ho, ho, ho thing. Yeah. And I was like, is there an interpretation of that Mm -hmm. that we could do? And she, Maggie, Maggie was like, I don't know if we can because, like, if Chris isn't there, well, I don't know that she would really put the two and two together, but mm-hmm. Chris is her husband. Um, yeah. But Chantry's a little, little smart bean, so it's hard to say. So, like, you want them both to be there. I was like, well, what if you get, like, your neighbor to do it? Because mm-hmm. they're they're cool people. They would love yeah. to do it. They're, they're sweet as, as all get out. And she was like, I don't know. I'll think about it. Like, she's, it's cooking in her brain right now. Mm-hmm. I, something that my dad used to do whenever, mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid, and it worked really well. He would grab just ice from the freezer, mm-hmm. go out to the front, because we would make, like, the deal was that we had, like, had to be asleep at a certain time, or, right. like, our blinds had to be closed. Like, we weren't allowed to look outside, all that jazz. Right. So he'd just toss ice onto the roof, and it sounded like hooves. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, it sounded a lot like hooves landing, on at least to a kid. That's yeah, what it sounds well, yeah. like. Uh, yeah, because like they don't really know. It's just noises mm-hmm. on the roof suddenly. Yeah, and it's like the way that they would. It sounded like multiple hooves, they, like tap 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 tap. Because they fall, it probably the same. Well, they have to fall at the same speed, Bernoulli's no least theory. But but they fall in different places. Exactly, and that, and that makes okay. Yeah, pass that along. 
Um, yeah, it worked really well on me and my brother. Like, we would hear it and be like, lights out, like, under the covers, yeah. going to bed. <laughs> it's nice. time to sleep. So um, I called my mom, and I was like, what if we just go and do mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Like, Maggie doesn't have to worry about it. They can just be they can be in the room and, like, make it more of a thing. And my mom was like, I would, but the weather's going to be bad. Yeah. And because we're, we weren't coming over on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. we haven't worried about our... The, they have one car now because my mom was in a car accident a couple months ago. Okay. But they got a new car, but it hasn't. It's not ready for inspection yet. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only car that that would survive going through. Got it. The snow. And so she was like, "I would, but I don't think I could. I can't mm-hmm. drive the van, and and I couldn't drive it in this weather anyway because they have a big, big, big van." Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Okay, well, back to the drawing board." And as I'm talking to her, I was like, "What if we get like a fake beard and ask Ron to like." video message her and just like Mm -hmm. chat with her for a minute that'd be cute and she was like we do have a santa costume it's decades old but we do have a santa costume so they went and they dug it out and he said he would do it yes i love it after this we're gonna do like a quick chat to go over like what we should what he should say while he's on the call and Mm -hmm. we decided maggie's not gonna listen to this but um this will be this will be out anyway after but um we decided that we're not gonna tell my sister because she's going to yes. cry. She's going to weep mm-hmm. openly. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, like, the, the, even talking about it, we were like... <laughs> um, but I was like, even, it, like, I, it, because I wasn't sure if he would do it, I was like, I had a, a Santa beard, sorry, Santa beard and hat mm-hmm. in my in my cart, like, ready to go. Yes. And I was like, I will buy this and I will be Santa. <laughs> because yes. I can lower my voice. Mm-hmm. I, I have a typically lower voice for women anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I was like, I can do this. I will I will be Santa for this baby. Because <laughs> um, you got to keep the magic alive. The, mm-hmm. You only get oh so my God, much yes. magic. So I was like, I will do this. So mm-hmm. basically that is the story of I love it. my day. Um, fuck COVID-19. Fuck COVID. And fuck people who don't wear masks because we could have <sighs> been out of this months ago. Mm-hmm. People... Yep. Anyway, uh, hi, friends. Hi, friends. Merry Christmas, because this episode comes out on Christmas. This episode does come out on Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm wearing a Santa hat. Megan is wearing a Santa hat. It's very cute. Mm -hmm. Um, Archie did try to steal it. Yes. Very briefly. It was my own fault. I took it off and tried to toss it on the chair, and it fell off. And he started to go after the pom pom. Yeah, and then and I thought like he would him. just bring it to me, but he just kept chewing it instead of bringing <laughs> it to me. So I had to go get it. I had to fetch it and I put it back on. Because Archie's a puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a one year old puppy. He's officially a, a big boy puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's anyway. one year old. Uh, this is shit. I think is cool. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> We're getting there. We just keep getting sidetracked because puppies mm-hmm. are cute. Puppies and holidays and, and holidays. Fun stuff. Sorry, I started off early. This is really cute. I like it because it's like, you guys don't see it, but it's stuck. The little bomb pom yeah, stuck forward because of how Megan put her Of my headphones. Off. So yeah, it's stuck like in the front part of my face. I wear this every, every single year. I've worn this on Christmas Eve at whatever job I am at. So I'm hoping I'll be allowed to wear it at Patagonia this year because it's a tradition. That's awesome. Do you hear? The best part. Do you hear the noise? No, I. It's also kind of hard for me to hear because I have my headphones have, over the over the hat, and I have a puppy. So <laughs> true. If you're wondering what the jingle jangle is, it's not Christmas that has come early. It is a puppy that is playing with a rainbow, rainbow toy. Rainbow toy. Yep, this is rainbow toy. 
Big fan. Uh, my cat just took a giant shit. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good job, Rio. Stop it. Yeah, okay. <sighs> anyway. We're doing a special episode. We are. Today is a special Christmas episode because mm-hmm. it naturally comes out on Christmas. And yeah, it's perfect. I'm not really in the Christmassy mood, but... Well, you you have your topic. You can get away with not being Christmassy. Yes. Well, we already told everyone in one. Of the uh, yeah, we did. Doing, I forgot. So. I couldn't remember if you cut that out or not. <laughs> I was going to, but it didn't make sense for the rest of the conversation, and I was like, let's just keep it in. It's fine. Yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, so today is our Christmas special. Um, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, we're feeling Christmassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sh- bit. I'm it's not. the Santa hat. It is the Santa hat. The Santa hat is real cute. I don't think I could pull off a Santa hat. Um, at least not a traditional one. I always have to get one that's longer because it always sits in a weird place on my head. And right, that makes sense. I don't know if my head is just that small. It just fall. It just falls right off. So I always get one that's like longer. Got it. So okay. it's like a ponytail. I don't know if that makes sense. I got sense. you. No, I, I know what you mean. Okay. Um, Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hi, buddy. So Archie turned one. He turned one! Because he's a big boy now. He's a big boy. We don't know when his exact birthday is, but we were told he was born sometime mid-December. And my birthday is also is December 14th, so we celebrated Archie's birthday on the 16th this year. But yeah. I think Mick and I decided that we'll just pick whatever day works best for us, and we're both free to celebrate for his birthday as long as it's in like that middle time period. I so it might that. not always be the 16th, but this year it goes on December 16th. <laughs> That's fair. Uh that's funny because Rio's birthday is around my birthday. I don't know exactly <gasps> when, but like mm-hmm. I got him at six weeks, and it was six weeks after my birthday. <gasps> That's exciting. Yeah, so I, I get the feeling. I I don't celebrate his birthday. Well, I do. I give him a flat wrap. Yes. Uh, on his birthday because he doesn't he does not require things, <laughs> and materialism and all that all that stuff because he will play with whatever the fuck he wants. Bobby pins, mm-hmm. ping pong balls. Yarn Archie. that he has discovered and has destroyed my apartment with. Oh no. Archie ate some fluff from one of his toys and then he threw up the same fluff. And then there was a red reindeer antler in the throw up as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mick's mom um, got Archie some Christmas presents early. So one of it was a reindeer that he has completely decimated. Apparently. And he threw it all up. <laughs> it was very fluffy puke. Gross. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious, and, though. Yep. <laughs> there was yeah. a re- there's a red antler. <laughs> yep, there's a red reindeer antler and a perfect uh, black string. I don't know where it came from, but it was like perfectly placed on top of the pile of puke. So it's actually very artistic on his part. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lovely. Oh, that's, a, that's an image. That was on his birthday. Hey, I had to see it live. Yeah, so. I... I mm. <laughs> This is this is why we have a puke bowl next to his crate, <laughs> so that if if Nick wakes up in the middle of the night hearing him, you can just then put the bowl they under. can just like whip the door open and put the bowl under so he doesn't get it all over his sheets. Those medical skills, man, you got the mm-hmm. reflexes. Yep. Yeah. He. It's been a while since he's since he's thrown up anything because he isn't eating sticks as much because it's all covered in snow. Mm, but like that would do it. Yep. one time, I went. He and I went for a walk a couple weeks ago, and he ate like a big leaf, but it was dark out, so I didn't know it. Right. And then all of a sudden, he puked on the way back, and there was like a big old leaf sitting there. And I was like, "Well, that was your own fault, buddy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was fine after. He went down that road by yourself. Mm-hmm, I like, did go. That I went on a hike once with a, a, a woman who was blind, and she had a. 
a, a dog, a guide dog with her. And mm-hmm. it was cool because she was she's a very good hiker. It's like she's clearly done it before. And the dog was uh, amazing. Um, but we were walking through, it was in Ohio Pile, and we were walking along like where the natural water slides are. Yeah. And we were going up, and there, were, I don't know, there was something in the bushes, and the dog got it. And I have no idea what it was. And we were all like, should we tell her? <laughs> and then we decided not to because she was like, it was a group of people who didn't know how to handle like service animals. Yeah. So they kept talking to the dog and trying to pet the dog and stuff. And it was just like, mm-hmm. don't, don't do that. Yeah. Just yeah, please stop. Um, and so we were just like, let's just, it's just easier. Like the people who don't know her head, they didn't, they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Someone pulled her aside at the end and told her rather than make it a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was fine. Um, when we got to, there's like a, a, a natural water slide up higher that no one knows about. <gasps> so we hung out there for a while. Yeah. And she let the dog off the harness so mm-hmm. that he could play. And he went fucking ape. Oh, he was I l- bet. jumping into the water, jumping over the water, jumping oh on my people, God. Having, just having a grand old time. Yeah. So we stayed there for a little longer than we probably should have because we were just enjoying the dog having yeah, a good time. Yeah, the dog was, was like, "I'm off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> I can play. This is this is dog time now. Exactly, this is not my time." time. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Shall we start just since? It's, yeah, we, yes, I have we, to leave in like an hour and 15 minutes. Yes, we should start. I will just say, um, Eddie Izzard changed her pronouns. Yeah. Affirmed her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And we are here for it. Yeah, I, I actually don't know, know who, who that is, but I'm here for it. Eddie Izzard is a uh, cross dressing comedian. <gasps> Fuck yeah. I love it even more. Yes. And she is still going by Eddie, as far as I know. That's sweet. I like that. Yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll send you some videos. But yeah. celebrate, because that was awesome. I'm so excited Woo-hoo. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, you should go first, because mine yes. has some of your stuff in it. Perfect. And yeah, I, I was thinking wanna... it made more sense for me to go first. Yeah. So as we, I, we, just, we discussed this briefly last time, but yeah. I'm talking about Santa Claus. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so I only have two... Uh, sources this time just because I mean like it's the story of Santa yeah, you're gonna get yeah, the same yeah. info everywhere <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so I have history.com and wikipedia.com and I just mixed and matched and put things all together that sounds good okay so the origins is where we're gonna start um, early representations of the gift giver from church history and folklore notably Saint Nicholas merged with the English character Father Christmas to create the mythical character known to the rest of the English speaking world as Santa Claus so legend of Saint Nicholas the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years uh, to a monk named Saint Nicholas it is believed that Nicholas was born sometime around 280 AD in Patara near Myra in modern day Turkey much admired for his piety and kindness, piety and kindness, Saint Nicholas became the subject of many legends. It is said that he gave away all of the inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick. Is One of it? the best I'm hmm? so sorry, I just noticed your name says Santa Schmegs. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I was wondering I, was like, where, oh. I forgot I did that. <laughs> Santa Schmegs. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> One of the best-known St. Nicholas stories that is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their fa- father by providing them with a dowry so that they could be married. I did not read that paragraph until right now. <laughs> it happens, yeah. 
I've been Jesus. there. Oh, God. There's sometimes there's surprises even for the people who do the research mm-hmm. because we don't research well. So I was like, yeah, like, this is just be like backstory. I know all of this, and I did not know that. It's a kind of nice backstory, actually. Yeah. It's not like this person was actually awful and did this horrible thing, but we love them. No, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. This is okay. a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Over the course of many years, Nicholas's popularity spread, and he became known as the protector of children and sailors. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death, December 6th. This was traditionally considered a lucky day to make large purchases or to get married. By the Renaissance, St. Nicholas was the most popular saint in Europe, even after the Protestant Reformation when the veneration of saints began to be discouraged. St. Nicholas maintained a positive reputation, especially in Holland. Moving forward. I know it's fine. the (laughs) microphone. Oh, it's all good. Um, St. Nicholas made his first inroads into American popular culture towards the end of the 18th century. In December 1773 and again in 1774, a New York newspaper reported that groups of Dutch families had gathered to honor the anniversary of his death, his meaning St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Um, the The name Santa Claus evolved from Nick's Dutch nickname Sinterklaas, a shortened form of Sint Nicholas, Dutch for St. Nicholas. In 1804, John Pintard, a member of the New York Historical Society, distributed woodcuts of St. Nicholas at this society's annual meeting. The background of the engraving contains now-familiar Santa images, including stockings filled with toys and fruit hung over a fireplace. In 1809, Washington Irving helped to popularize the Sinterklaas stories when he referred to St. Nicholas as the patron saint of New York in his book, The History of New York. Irving's book was a parody of the Dutch culture of New York, and much of this portrait is his joking invention. Irving's interpretation of Santa Claus was part of a broader movement to tone down the increasingly wild Christmas celebrations of the era, which included aggressive home invasions under the guise of wesseling, wasseling, uh, substantial premarital sex, uh, leading to shotgun weddings in areas where the Puritans, waning in power and firmly opposed to Christmas, still held some influence, and public displays of sexual deviancy. The celebrations of the era were derided by both upper-class merchants and Christian Puritans alike. I want to I want to say it was effective. <laughs> Sounds like a good time, though. I know, right? Whenever I was reading that paragraph earlier, I was like, oh, I can't wait to read this. (laughs) This is great. I like this version of Christmas. Yeah, that sounds like more fun, honestly. (laughs) As his prominence grew, Sinterklaas was described as everything from a rascal with a blue three-cornered hat, red waistcoat, and yellow stockings to a man wearing a broad-brimmed hat and a huge pair of Flemish trunk hose. (laughs) 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 Um, in in 1821 the book a new year's presence to the little ones from 5 to 12 was published in new york that was a very long title Mm. a new year's presence to the little ones from 5 to 12 okay it contained old santa claus with much delight an anonymous poem describing santa claus on a reindeer sleigh bringing presents to children also, it's spelled differently, so that's why I'm pronouncing it differently. I know how to pronounce Santa Claus. Oh, you know, um, it's the same in mine. Okay, cool. I'm just like, I should, maybe I should clarify that I'm not just it changing how I'm pronouncing point, it. Yeah. <laughs> Some modern ideas of Santa Claus seemingly became canon after the anonymous publication of the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, which is better known today as The Night Before Christmas. 
in the Troy, New York Sentinel on the 23rd of December, 1823. Clement Clark Moore later claimed authorship, though some scholars argue that Henry Livingston Jr. was the author. St. Nick is described as being chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf with a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bull of jelly, in spite, in spite of which the miniature sleigh and tiny reindeer still indicate that he is physically diminu- dim- diminutive. Thank you. Wow. Diminutive. I feel like, the, the, I feel like diminu- oh yeah, diminutive. Yeah, there it is. I was like, where's the other syllable? Anyway. <laughs> The reindeer were also named Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Dunder, and Blixem. Dunder and Blixem came from the old Dutch words for thunder and lightning, which were later changed to the more German-sounding Donner and Blitzen. By 1845... Sorry? It was just a noise. (laughs) I really like Dunder. of of interesting. Dunder Mm -hmm. is is more especially... I really like Dunder a lot. Blitz being like very german mm-hmm. uh and used as a weapon uh not weapon tactic i know what you mean um by 1845 chris kringle was a common variant of santa in parts of the united states a magazine article from 1853 describing american christmas customs to british readers refers to children hanging up their stockings on christmas eve for a fabulous personage whose name varies in pennsylvania he's usually called Krish Krinkle. Krish Kinkle. Krish Kinkle? Krish Kinkle. Krish Kinkle. Krish Kinkle. Is that Pennsylvania Dutch? Or is that Quakerism? Like, no, it does not explain it, but it is all one word. Krish Kinkle. Krish Kinkle. Can we just not get one thing right? I don't know. Krish Kinkle. But in New York, he is St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. Apparently, it's only in Pennsylvania where we uh, like Krishes and Kinks. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> The author quotes Moore's poem in its entirety, saying that its descriptions apply to Krish Kinkle, too. I just heard it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, not even that hyper, but this reading this is very amusing. It's very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, but I already said that. As the years passed, Santa Claus evolved in popular, in popular culture into a large, heavyset person. One of the first... One of the first artists to define Santa Claus's modern image was Thomas Nast, an American cartoonist of the 19th century. In 1863, a picture of Santa was illustrated by Nast. Wait, that's not what the sentence says. Sorry. In 1963, a picture of Santa illustrated by Nast appeared in Harper's Weekly. Thomas Nast immortalized Santa Claus with an illustration for the 3rd of January, 1863 issue of Harper's Weekly. Santa was, it says Harper's Weekly like three times, we get it. Santa was dressed in in an American flag and had a puppet with the name Jeff written on it, reflecting its Civil War context. So Santa Santa had a puppet friend named Jeff. And that reflects? The Civil War. Although it says citation needed after that one, so (laughs) I don't know about that one. That feels right. That feels right. Uh, Jeff wants you to fight in the Civil War. (laughs) And give presents. That's the weirdest fucking thing. Mm -hmm. The story that Santa Claus lives at the North Pole may also have been a Nast creation. His Christmas image in the Harper's issue, dated 29th of December, 1866, was a collage of engravings titled Santa Claus and His Works, which included the caption Santa Clausville NP. 
No, North Pole. Ha. A color collection of <laughs> nest pictures published in 1869 had a poem also titled Santa Claus and His Works by George P. Webster, who wrote that Santa Claus's home was near the North Pole in the ice and snow. I'm really proud of myself for figuring out NP like that's that. Good. Like, yeah. That's so it's pretty good. fast. That's pretty fast for me figuring something like that out. I honestly didn't get, didn't, it just went, whoo, until you said it. And I was like, yay! <laughs> yay! <laughs> the tale had become well known by the 1870s a boy from colorado writing to the children's magazine the nursery in late 1874 said if we do not live so very far from the north pole i should ask santa claus to bring me a donkey why <laughs> why a donkey I mean, maybe that, maybe maybe that's where the phrase like I want a I want a pony from Santa Claus came from was from this kid who wanted a donkey. <laughs> maybe, but oh my yeah. god! Mm-hmm. The idea of a wife for Santa Claus may have been the creation of American authors beginning mm-hmm. in the mid nineteenth century. Yeah, in eighteen eighty nine, the poet Catherine Lee Bates popularized Mrs. Claus in the poem "Goody Santa Claus on a Sleigh Ride." That's all there is to that one. Um, Is There a Santa Claus was the title of an editorial appearing in the 21st of December, 1897 edition of the New York Sun. The editorial, which included the famous reply, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, has become an indelible part of popular Christmas lore in the United States and Canada. So now Santa Claus around the world. 18th century America's Santa Claus was not the only St. Nicholas-inspired gift giver to make an appearance at Christmas time. There are more figures and Christmas traditions around the world. Christ Kind, or Kris Kringle, was believed to deliver presents to well-behaved Swiss and German children. Meaning Christ Child, Christ Kind is an angel-like figure, often accompanied by St. Nicholas on his holiday missions. In Scandinavia, a jolly elf named... Jill Tomton was thought to deliver gifts in a sleigh drawn by goats. English legend explains that Father Christmas visits each home on Christmas Eve to fill children's children's stockings with holiday treats. Père Noël is responsible for filling the shoes of French children. In Russia, it is believed that an elderly woman named Babushka uh, purposely gave the wise men wrong directions to Bethlehem so that they couldn't find Jesus. Later, she felt remorseful, but could not find the men to undo the damage. <laughs> so nice. this woman just fucked with the wise men and were like, ah, you're not going to find Jesus now. <laughs> to this day, on January 5th, Babushka visits Russian children, leaving gifts at their bedsides in the hope that one of them is the baby Jesus and she will be forgiven. In Italy, a similar story exists about a woman called La Befana, a kindly witch who rides a broomstick down the chimneys of Italian homes to deliver toys into the stockings of lucky children. Okay, I like her. I know! These are all like, really awesome. <laughs> I had never heard of the La Befana. I have heard of the Babushka, but I didn't know like the full story. When, so you, really... when you said the Babushka, it reminded me of something else that I'll probably cover. Yes! At a slightly creepier time. Yes! Of year. Perfect. I'm excited. So, like, I'm assuming you mean Halloween time. Or any time other than Christmas. It's <laughs> really, true. Really true. That's our vibe. <laughs> this is accurate. Um, along with, the, with these developments in the story of Santa Claus that occurred throughout the 19th century, there were new, tradi- new traditions that came along as well. 
gift-giving mainly centered around children has been an important part of the Christmas celebration since the holiday's rejuvenation in the early 19th century. Stores began to advertise Christmas shopping in 1820, and by the 1840s, newspapers were creating separate sections for holiday advertisements, which often featured image of the newly popular Santa Claus. This is the kind of stuff that I find really interesting, like how the media starts to like take a hold of these different traditions and right. like lore and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, where they where they get them and like how they translate them and mm -hmm. how like someone's idea, like they write a story, it turns into that that's the the culture. Yeah, exactly. And, and like so the first person, like the first illustration of Santa yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's just like really interesting to see how it changes over time. That's how Paul Revere happened. Um, Mm-hmm. In 1841, thousands of children visited a Philadelphia shop to see a life-size Santa Claus model. It was only a matter of time before stores began to attract children and their parents with the lure of a peek at a live Santa Claus. In the early 1890s, the Salvation Army needed money to pay for free Christmas meals they provided to needy families. They began dressing up unemployed men in Santa Claus outfits and sending them into the streets of New York to solicit donations. Those familiar Salvation Army Santas have been ringing bells on the street corners of American cities ever since. Perhaps the most iconic department store, oh sorry, perhaps the most iconic department store Santa is Kris Kringle in the, eight, in the 1947 classic Santa Claus movie, Miracle on 34th Street. Mm -hmm. A young Natalie Wood played a little girl who believes Kris Kringle, played by Edmund Gwen, who won an Oscar for the role, when he says he is the real Santa Claus. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street was remade in 1994 and starred Lord Richard Attenborough and Mara Wilson. The Macy's uh, Santa has appeared at almost every Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade since it began in 1924, and fans of all ages still line up to meet the Macy's Santa in New York City and at stores around the country, where children can take pictures on Santa's lap and tell them what they would like for Christmas. Ow! Listen. Rio! <clears throat> I've li I have been listening, but I've also been dealing with um, the demon that is in the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's all good. You are he, good. I think he growled at me. <gasps> no. Yeah. It was really no. creepy because all they could see when I looked down <clears throat> is his eyes glowing and his whiskers. Oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. <clears throat> I was like, I don't like this plan. Because he sometimes likes to attack me, and I'm wearing tights. So, I don't even have oh, the protection no. of jeans. Oh no. Because I live with a demon. Um, I did not, I, I think on some po like level of my mind, I realized that Richard Attenborough was Santa in the remake, but I didn't realize it. Also. I don't even know who that is, so it's fine. <laughs> I know who Mara Wilson is, I love her, I follow her on Twitter. If you say you haven't seen Jurassic Park, I'm going to come after you. Oh no, I have seen, wait, who does the he play guy. in Jurassic Park? He's the old guy, oh. with a beard, the same guy. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. he would make a good Santa. Yeah, well, he just has that, that, like, chill, like, mm -hmm. santa Eve. Like, rosy anyway. cheeks. Yes, and just charming and cute and adorable. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so he, I didn't realize, because I've seen both, because I, for some reason, when I was a kid, uh, had the original mm -hmm. one, and then when they made the remake, uh, I also saw that one, obviously, that one a lot. That one had more CGI, for mm -hmm. reasons. Um, both are good. Highly recommend both. Awesome possum. Someday I will see them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, not seen the one with Mara Wilson? Oh no, you've, you froze. You've... Did it? 
You're back. Okay. Uh, have you not seen the one You're with Mara Wilson? I've not seen it, but I just, I know, I've seen, like, the famous photos from that one and the original. Right. But, like, I've never actually seen it. That one has Dylan McDermott? Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I've seen It's a Wonderful Life, like, way too many times. Overrated. <clears throat> Unpopular opinion. Uh, oh I think it's overrated. God. Oh my god, my, my entire family would hate you for saying that. That's fine. I also think that uh, Christmas Story is overrated. Yeah, I, I, I like watching it like once a year, maybe if I like, if I, if I find it on TV already, I will watch it and be happy. But I don't own it and I have no desire to own it. That's fair. I just want to watch my Rudolph with like the weird puppets and claymation. That's like all I want. Oh, my favorite Christmas out. movie. <gasps> no, they're lot. so good. Well, only the Rudolph one. I don't really like the other ones. The um, little drummer boy one is terrifying. God. I was in chorus in high school, basically elementary school through high school, mm -hmm. and we sung Little Drummer Boy so many fucking goddamn times, <laughs> I had to swear twice there. I hate that song with a passion. He didn't do anything. He just played a fucking drum. Like, maybe sleeping. Dude. Maybe shut up. I'm just saying. I digress. Continue with your lovely story. I've been enjoying it immensely and also being attacked by my cat right now. Oh, it's all good. Um, images of Santa Claus were further popularized through Haddon Sundblom's depiction of him for a Coca-Cola company's Christmas advertising in the 1930s. The popularity of the image spawned urban legends that Santa Claus was invented by the Coca-Cola company or that Santa wears red and white because they are the colors used to promote the Coca-Cola brand. <laughs> I've never heard that before, People but I love it. stupid. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola's competitor, Pepsi-Cola, used similar Santa Claus paintings in its advertisements in the 40s and 50s. Historically, Coca-Cola was not the first soft drink company to utilize the modern image of Santa Claus in its advertising. White Rock Beverages had already used a red and white Santa to sell mineral water in 1915, and then in advertisements for ginger, ginger ale in 1923. Earlier still, Santa Claus had appeared dressed in red and white, and essentially in his current form on several colors of colors on several covers of Puck magazine in the first few years of the 20th century. In 1937, Charles W. Howard, who played Santa Claus in department stores and parades, established the Charles W. Howard Santa School, the oldest continuously run such school in the world. So that's like a school where you learn to become Santa. I love that. It's really awesome. I have heard of that. I <clears throat> forgot the name of it, but I have heard that before, and I love it. It's like Santa school. There are a lot of Santas on TikTok now. Oh, my God. And they're all cute and charming and sweet, and mm, I love it. I love that. Um, in some images, images from the early 20th century, Santa was depicted as personally making his toys by hand in a small workshop like a craftsman. Eventually, the idea emerged that he had numerous elves responsible for making the toys, but the toys were still handmade by each individual elf working in a traditional manner. You okay over there? Yep. How's the demon cat? He's stacking my foot. Oh my god. The, the whole table was moving. I don't know if oh you could god. hear it. No, I couldn't. Oh. I don't know if you can hear his purring. I can't. Well, again, again, I'm. it's hard to hear through the hat. Okay. That's true. Okay. I don't like this plan. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, the 1956 popular song by George 
Melacrino, um, Mrs. Santa Claus, and the 1963 children's book, How Mrs. Santa Claus Saved Christmas by Phyllis McGinley. Hey, McGinley, hi. (laughs) Helped standardize and establish the character and role of Mrs. Claus in the popular imagination. Seabury Quinn's 1948 novel, Rhodes, draws from historical legends to tell the story of Santa and and the origins of Christmas. Other modern additions to the story of Santa include Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the ninth and lead reindeer created in in 1939 by Robert L. May, a Montgomery Ward copywriter and immortalized in a 1949 song by Gene Autry. So those those are the, like, that's the basic, like, history of Santa and, like, the story of Santa and how it has evolved over over the years and then uh, there's a i have another little section it's about more about christmas traditions in general and how those started there and they're just short little snippets so i'll read these and then oh we're good on time we're only we're not even at 40 minutes sweet yeah uh the chimney tradition the tradition of santa claus being said to enter dwellings through the chimney is shared by many european seasonal gift givers in pre-christian norse tradition odin would often enter through chimneys and fire holes on the solstice in the Italian Bifana tradition, the gift-giving witch is perpetually covered with soot from her trips down the chimneys of children's homes. In the tale of St. Nicholas, the saints tossed coins through a window, and in a later version of the tale, down a chimney when he finds the window locked. In Dutch artist uh, Jan Steen's painting, The Feast of St. Nicholas, adults and toddlers are glancing up a chimney with the amazement on their faces while other children play with their toys. The hearth was held sacred in primitive belief as a source of beneficence, and popular belief had elves and fairies bringing gifts to the house through this portal. Santa's entrance into homes on Christmas Eve via the chimney was made a part of the American tradition through the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, where the author described him as an elf. elf. And before we stated that A Visit from St. Nicholas then became, if I remember correctly, The Night Before Christmas. I think that's the original okay. title was A Visit from St. Nicholas, though. I'm too lazy to scroll over to the top, but I think that's what I said earlier. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of facts. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of facts. This is very factual for a Megan story. Yes. Um, no, you, you have lots of facts. You just like you just like short stories. I do. I like, like... <laughs> ho, ho, ho is the way that many languages write, <laughs> write out how Santa Claus laughs. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. It is the textual, textual rendition of a particular type of deep-throated laugh or chuckle most associated today with Santa Claus and Father Christmas. The laughter of Santa Claus has long been an important attribute by which the character is identified, but it also does not appear in many non-English-speaking countries. The traditional Christmas poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, we already said that, blah, 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 relates that Santa has a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. We have already (laughs) said that quote. Ho, ho, ho. It's the best part, though. It is. Uh, uh, Santa Claus's home is traditionally said to include a residence and a workshop where he is said to create, often with the aid of elves or other supernatural beings, the gifts he is said to deliver to good children at Christmas. Some stories and legends include a village inhabited by his helpers surrounding his home and shop. In North American tradition, uh, U.S. and Canada, Santa is said to live at the North Pole, which, according to Canada Post, lies within Canadian jurisdiction in postal code H0H0H0, a reference to ho, ho, ho. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so cute. 
I know. I love how like everyone in the entire world just like bands together to like make, make it even more Santa magical. be real and magical. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. On December twenty third, two thousand eight, Jason Kenny, Canada's Minister of Citizenship, Immigration, and Multiculturalism, formally awarded Canadian citizenship status to Santa. Oh my God, that's so good. He's He's Canadian. Oh my god. <clears throat> he might have to be. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. That's the best. That's the best. <sighs> I love uh, <sighs> that in Ireland giving uh, yes. Santa uh, access to Ireland amid the pandemic. Oh my god. Letter writing to Santa. (laughs) Writing letters to Santa Claus has been a Christmas tradition for children for many years. These letters normally contain a wish list of toys and and assertions of good behavior. (laughs) What I love most is when you don't know what the word is from Mm -hmm. afar, you get really close. (laughs) I don't know why I get closer. (laughs) It works. You sound it out perfectly fine when you... It's just really funny because it's just a lot of blah, 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 blah. Real close. (laughs) it's like it doesn't look any different with me getting closer (laughs) i'm just like i have to look closer and like sound it out in my head because for some reason i was like assertions and i was like no there's not that many syllables in it yeah you have to well especially if it's like t-i-t-i like yes exactly there's lots of that's why i make my things 16 point font yeah mine goes back and forth between different size fonts because i'm lazy Do you hear that? Okay. No, he stopped. Okay. He's just sitting behind me going... Oh, okay, so I was going to say Archie just groaned as well. Yeah, that's this one. On this okay. Side. Maybe there'll be some, some Rio noises on this mm-hmm. side. There certainly will be because he would, had been attacking my foot for the yes. last 10 minutes. Well, not, not yes for attacking your foot, but actually being able to hear him oh, he is exciting. Brought, he brought yarn in here. Oh, no. I think it's wrapped around the chair. Oh, no. That's a dick. N- Many postal services will allow children to send letters to Santa Claus. <laughs> These letters may be answered by postal workers or outside volunteers. Writing letters to Santa Claus has the educational benefits of promoting literacy, computer literacy, and email literacy. A letter to Santa is often a child's first experience of correspondence. Written and sent with the help of a parent or teacher, children learn about the structure of a letter, salutations, and the use of an address and postcode. Aww. I love how they like talk about how good it is for kids to write the Santa. That's really cute. It's good practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's not—they're not wrong. Yeah. Um, the USPS Santa letter answering effort started in 1912 out of the historic James Farley Post Office in New York, and since 1940 has been called Operation Santa to ensure that letters to Santa are adopted by charitable organizations, major corporations, local businesses, and individuals in order to make. Tr- in order to make children's holiday dreams come true from coast to coast. Those seeking a North Pole holiday postmark through the USPS are told to send their letter from Santa or a holiday greeting card by um, the 10th of December to North Pole holiday postmark, postmaster 4141, postmark, Dr. Anchorage. I feel like that's probably no drive. (laughs) Postmark drive. (laughs) <laughs> I 
<laughs> I like Dr. Anchorage better. <laughs> I didn't really know where it was going. And I, I was don't like, know either. I was just saying words and the word post just kept coming. And I was like, was, I feel like I'm saying that. something wrong. I'm going to repeat that in case. Well, though, by the time this comes out, it'll be Christmas. It'll be too late. But anyway, yeah. but North oh God, Pole holiday so postmark. Postma- postmaster 4141 postmark drive. Anchorage is AK Arkansas. Alaska. So <laughs> <laughs> why is it going to Arkansas? Nine nine five three zero dash nine 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 eight. I'm done. <laughs> That kept getting, kept getting better. <laughs> Started with Doctor Anchorage, and then is AK Arkansas. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! Oh, that makes me so. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're back, and we're back, <laughs> and we're back. Oh man. Your turn. Okay. Oh, that was the end. That was the end. And that was the done, end. Done. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I was actually done. Okay, that was the end. I love it. What a way to end it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, that was so good. Uh, addresses are complicated. It's fine. <clears throat> I mean, I have people who put the post office, like the P.O. box, and the... the mailing or the physical address in the same line in the database and drives me absolutely up the wall Mm -hmm. um anyway oh that was good times uh (laughs) i'm covering krampus krampus (laughs) and my sources were wikipedia uh, mentalfloss.com and britannica.com love me some britannica right very uh interestingly um structured very short though Mm -hmm. there's a plane outside (gasps) plane plane (gasps) <gasps> Platypie <laughs> sweat milk. Oh my god. Pla- brief 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 pause for platypus corner. We didn't we forgot all about it because we talked we told each other last night. Yeah. <clears throat> Platypie sweat milk. Why do the they sweat fuck? milk? I don't know. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm no, yeah. lazy. I'm just like I just read that. No, I uh, know it was because I was playing the new trivia crack game and it it was that was one of the answers. <laughs> about like something about platypie and sweating milk and I was like what the fuck and so I texted you immediately that's interesting did you get the question right no oh yeah no I wouldn't have guessed I don't even remember what the question was but I know that it had to do with platypie sweating milk interesting Mm -hmm. um platypie 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 platypodes uh glow in the dark glow under Mm -hmm. a black light they glow blue blue green under black light so fucking cool they don't know why so it's so not weird. even like I can give you a reason. Oh, yeah, no, I, I can't give you a reason for why they sweat milk. Um, what the fuck are platypi? 
Mm-hmm. We picked the weirdest animal to, to struggle with. I know. I know. Seriously, like I don't remember how this started, but uh, we were trying to figure out if they were venomous or not. Venomous oh, or poisonous? Yeah, and then that was it. Just it. Spiraled wildly out. Oh of yeah, control. ever since. Yeah. Now we just keep finding facts about them in our Still daily not lives. The, not the well. We know that they're venomous um, because they have a pointy thing, but the the answer that came from that we never learned. So it's nope. fine. Anywho, continue. All right. Uh, in Central European folklore. Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure uh, described as a half-goat, half-demon, who, during the Christmas season, punishes children who have misbehaved. (laughs) How's a goat? (laughs) Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany, and his name derives from the German word Krampen. Sorry. Which means claw. I will take that out. Uh, this contrasts with St. Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved children with gifts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Krampus is one of the companions of St. Nicholas in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, including South Tyrol and Trentino, and Slovenia, where Melania is from, I believe. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, the origin of the figure is unclear. Some folklorists and anthropologists have postulated, postulated, that <laughs> it is having, it is having pre-Christian origins. So he's big in AF. Um, in traditional parades and such events as the Krampuslauf, Krampuslauf, <laughs> uh, which is the Krampus run, young men dress as Krampus participate. That's amazing. That I would like to see. Actually, I think I have a video of it on our TikTok that I was going to do something with and I never did. Um, Such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards called Krampusgarten. It's a lot of German. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's fine. For struggle. Uh, The history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. In a brief article discussing the figure, published in 1958, Maurice Bruce wrote, There seemed to be little doubt as the true identity in no other form as the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. I don't know what that means. The birch, (laughs) apart from his phallic significance, it's not his... Sorry. <laughs> may, that doesn't clarify anything. I apologize. Nope, it uh, does not. It's fine. It may, may have a connection with the initiation rites of certain witch covens, rites which entailed binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains could have been introduced in a, in a Christian attempt to bind the devil, but again, they could be remnant of... Did we talk about chains at all? No. There's I chains don't believe in so. Um, apparently there's chains. I don't... There's chains. Whatever. I'm pretty sure most of this is just from Wikipedia, so I don't understand why it's unclear, but it's unclear. (laughs) Discussing his observations in 1975 when in Erdning... Erdning. I-R-D-N-I-N-G. Sure. Erdning. Erdning. German sucks. A small mm-hmm. town in Styria, Styria, anthropologist John Honigman 
wrote, The St. Nicholas Festival we are describing incorporates cultural elements widely described widely described in Europe and in some cases going back to pre-Christian times. Why does it keep telling me the same thing? Whatever. Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> the feast dedicated to this patron of children is only one winter occasion in which children are the objects of special attention. Others being Martin Mass, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, and New Year's Day. Sorry. The <coughs> Feast of the Holy Innocents. Mm-hmm. It feels like we eat children. <laughs> I guess I'm real that I know of a church that's holy innocence. So I'm just like, yeah, that okay. sounds that sounds normal. It sounds Catholic. It's the feast of interesting. They have Catholics have lost lots of <clears throat> feasts. Weird. Yeah. Masked devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in Germany since at least the 16th century. While animal masked devils combining dreadful comic. <laughs> Schlarigblustig. Yeah. Antics appeared in medieval church plays. A large literature, much of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects. Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of heathens, elements, of heathen, not heathen, eh. <sighs> are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas cons- customs and in other traditional winter ceremonies <laughs> they're banging on something uh, they believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural who was assimilated into uh, to the Christian devil okay the Krampus figures persisted in the 17th century Krampus had been incorporated into the Christian war celebration winter winter celebration not war. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're doing really, really well. We're struggling a little bit. It's okay. You know what? It's uh, holiday. It's, it's Christmas. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> exactly. Uh, celebrations, winter celebrations, by pairing Krampus with St. Nicholas. Mm. In recent years, the myth that Krampus was the son of Hell, Norse goddess of the underworld, has been popular, popularized on the internet, even appearing in articles in National Geographic and Smithsonian Magazine. <clears throat> However, this connection is likely the invention of the American fantasy artist and author Gerald Broom. Brom. <laughs> B-R-O-M. There's only one. Oh, uh, yeah. Broom. Broom. Whose 2012 novel, Krampus the Yule Lord, features Krampus as the main protagonist. The same idea also appeared shortly afterward in two online games by the Norwegian games producer Funcom. In modern history, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm struggling with my voice here. Oh, you're fine. In the aftermath of the 1932 election in Austria, yeah, the, Kramp- the Krampus tradition was prohibited by the Dolphus regime under the clerical fascist Fatherland Front, Vaterlandish Front. You, yeah, I knew that one. Why? Mm-hmm. And the Christian Social Party, which means that the Nazis outlawed Krampus. <laughs> Why? Uh, of all things, down. I don't. It doesn't really elaborate. Uh, other than okay. no, that's fine. Maybe they saw it as maybe being anti-Christian. If they associate him with, I mean, I the guess. Devil. 
<clears throat> so, I mean, I got of everything else that they did. Right. Nazis. God are forbid the, there's a Krampus. Nazis are not the paradigm of morality. No. In the 19th... Krampus should go get them. He should. He probably did. That's probably why they didn't want Krampus. Yeah. Because Krampus would just take them all down. They bad, they bad boys. Mm-hmm. Bad girl. In the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlets titled, Krampus is an Evil Man. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> leaves very little to doubt. Maybe don't Mm-mm. need to read it. That's a book you can judge by the cover. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Toward the end of the century, a popular resurgence of Krampus celebrations occurred and continued today. The Krampus tradition is believed is being revived in Bavaria as well, along with a local artistic tradition of hand-carved wooden masks. In 2019, there were reports of drunken or disorderly conduct by masked Krampuses <laughs> in, in some Austrian towns. I love that. I want to go to Krampus school. Right? That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. They have celebrations in America. Yeah. <gasps> that like, sounds fun. Not right now, but... Yeah. But you have wooden masks. It does sound fun. Uh, the hiccups are going to be persistent, and it's just going to be... You're a good. Uh, his appearance. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but this goes in more in-depth than what he looks it's like. Goaty goat. Although Krampus appears in many variations, most are su- most share some common physical characteristics. He is hairy, usually brown or black, has the cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long, pointed tongue lolls out, and he has fangs. Krampus carries chains, thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied by with bells of various sizes. I was going to ask if he also carried whips. Chains and whips, exactly. Chain, chain, chain. <laughs> yeah. We're singing two different songs. We are. It's fun. It's cool. <laughs> And that's stuck in my head. <laughs> One of, of more. Th- what? I thought you said something about a pimp. I probably did. Pimp. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't using my 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 voice words. <laughs> Your voice words. Mm-hmm. Just my mouth words. Mm-hmm. Uh, of more pagan origins are the rutin bundles of birch branches that Krampus. Why is this? After the thing that made us confused. It's fine. Um, <laughs> of more pagan origins are the rootin bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and with which he occasionally swats children. <laughs> the rootin <Swat. laughs> may have had significance in pre-Christian, pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. The birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. Hey! Boom. There it is. I was waiting for it. I remembered that, but I was like, I'm not sure if I put that in here or not. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Krampus appears. Yes. Maybe he's the kinky one. Krish Kinkle. Maybe that's why. <gasps> yes. Krampus is Krish Kinkle. Krish Kinkle. <laughs> uh, sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. <laughs> Some, we should just make, we should, next year we, we do Krampus. We do yes. it right. We dress up as yes. Krampus. Yes. It's on the 6th. Yes. No, it's on the 5th. It's whatever. It's the day before. Uh, some <laughs> of the older versions make mention of naughty children being put in the bag and taken away. <laughs> the, this quality can be found in other Champions of St. Nicholas. 
such as Zwarte Piet, Zwarte Piet, Zwarte Piet, Zwarte Piet, whatever. You got there. Piet. P-I-E-T. Piet? Piet. 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 Whatever. Zwarte, this sounds like Swarvy, Swarvy Piet, but it's not what it is. Krampusnacht. December 5th is Krampusnacht, when Krampus reigns. Krampusnacht. We should, def- next year, you know what, yo, fans of the podcast, mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. year, December 5th, barring COVID, hopefully, we're not still doing that, uh, Krampusnacht, we're going to have a parade in Pittsburgh. Yes. I'm making that plan. It'll happen. I love it. <laughs> in the real world, people might attend Krampus balls or young men from the Krampus Gruppe, local Krampus Gruppe. Which means Krampus group. Well into bed. Might don carved wooden masks, cowbells, chains, and elaborate costumes to run through town in a Krampus laugh or a Krampus run, frightening and sometimes beating bystanders. We're not going to do that. I love it. We are going to scare people. We're not going to beat them. No, no. According to Let, unless they're wearing Trump stuff at that point. Yes, they get beaten. Right? According to legend, Krampus will spend the night visiting each house. He might leave bundles of sticks for bad children, or he might just hit them with the sticks instead. It's a very violent tradition. He might I imagine it being more just like, like a very light whack. Just like tap. And just like you wake up the kid, swat him in the face like a newspaper with a dog, and just walk away. Maybe. That's what I think. Like to learn a lesson? My sister mm-hmm. texted me. Uh, you were bad. Do better. You voted for Trump. Do better. Do better. Well, for those people, we'll actually beat them. Um, this, for legal reasons, this is a joke. He might toss them into a sack or a basket on his back and then throw it in a stream, or he might take them straight to hell. Nice. Technically, it says, or he might straight up take them to hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. <clears throat> the next day, uh, though, is Nikolastog. Nikolastog. St. Nicholas's Day. Yay. The same St. Nicholas, whose Dutch name, Sinterklaas, <laughs> evolved into Santa Claus. This is why you had to go first. Yeah. I don't want to bury the lead. In other words, it's time for presents for all the, for all the little girls and boys. That presents. is, all the ones who haven't already been beaten, damned, or drowned. <laughs> per ten ten lauf per ten lauf it's fine I sound like I have a str- I've had a stroke the a seasonal <laughs> <laughs> the seasonal play that spread through the Alpine region was known as Nikolaspiel Nicholas play <laughs> inspired by paradise plays which focus on Adam and Eve's encounter with the tempter the Nicholas plays feature competition for the human souls and play on the question of morality. In these Nicholas plays, St. Nicholas would, re- would reward children for scholarly efforts rather than for good behavior. This is a theme that grew in Alpine regions where the Roman Catholic Church had, had significant influence. Yeah, that feels, that feels right. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, this sounds stupid. And then you said Roman Catholic. And I was like, hey, that, that sounds right. <laughs> I can say that because I grew up Roman Catholic. I did not. 
I don't know where I was. Oh, okay. there were uh, already established the Roman Catholic Church is underlined. Um, mm-hmm. There were. Sorry, my brain's not working. <laughs> You're good. There were already established pagan traditions in the Alpine regions that became intertwined with Catholicism. People would masquerade as devilish as a devilish figure known as Percht. Percht. Whatever. <laughs> A two-legged humanoid goat with a giraffe with a giraffe-like neck, wearing animal furs. What the fuck? We're dressing. I'm just. I'm gonna dress like him. Okay. I'm just gonna borrow Mick's uh, fawn costume and turn into Krampus. I think that we works. already said that it could be repurposed. Yes. And it's warm. Mm-hmm. So it's good for the winter. Yeah. All right. We're del- we're definitely doing this because I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. People wore costumes and marched in processions known as Birchensenslaufs. Whatever, which are regarded as an earlier form of the Krampus runs. Ah, they keep saying it. Perchtenlaus. Perchtenlaus. It's whatever. I was gonna spell it. It doesn't matter anymore. They say it seven. They say it so many more times. It's fine. They were looked uh, at. Uh, uh, okay. They were looked at with suspicion by the Catholic Church and banned by some civil authorities. Due to sparse population and rugged environments within the Alpine region, the ban was not effective or easily enforced, rendering the ban useless. Eventually, the inspired by the Nicholas plays, introduced St. Nicholas and his set of good morals. The perched. Do you hear the plane? Mm-hmm. That's loud. Right? That's Holy really shit. loud. That's the, fir- that's the first time I've heard a plane. When I said, when I, because I can hear them on my end, but whether Yeah, this is the first time I've actually, like, really noticed it. That's a, it had to be a big fucking plane. I was right over my house. Mm-hmm. It, I, I heard it, and I was just like, what? I was like, is that here? Is that yeah. in my headphones? I couldn't tell. That was really fucking loud. Mm-hmm. That was weird okay. on my end. It was very weird. <laughs> I live- it sounded more like an air conditioning unit. Right? And it was really At weird. At first I was like, I, my yeah. refrigerator's running. I better go catch it. You better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, then I was like, it's getting louder. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, see, so yeah, it's oh. running towards you. Yeah. <laughs> We're such words. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I, have to, I don't remember where I was. I don't know. Okay, the per- the perch transformed into what is known as the cra- as the Krampus and was made to be subjected to Saint Nicholas's will. Krampuslauf. Krampuslauf. Megan's playing with <laughs> Megan's playing with her little ball like a cat, and it's cute. And by ball, she means on the Santa hat. Yes, not just a ball. <laughs> no. Or her balls. Yeah, of which I have none. Yeah. I don't have one or two. I have none. I'm playing with the pom-pom. It was hitting you in the face. Is that fun? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, can't stop doing it now. <laughs> I started, and I knew that this would happen once I started, and I was like, I'll just do it once. All right. Yeah, I'm now, just gonna now keep going. Now it's fun. Okay. Grampuslauf. It is customary to offer Krampus schnapps, a strong distilled fruit brandy, 
Mm. We will not be partaking in that. Thank oh, you. No, These rungs. I mean, it's better in cookies. I'd rather have alcohol. No, that sounds good, actually. Mm-hmm. These runs may include perchten. God damn it. Similarly wild pagan spirits of Germanic folklore and sometimes female in representation. Mm. Although the perchten are properly associated with the period between winter solstice and January 6th. Oh, okay. uh... December 21st is the winter solstice. Thank you. Okay, today when we are recording. Yay! And the. the, the Happy winter solstice! And the convergence thing is happening tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And today's the shortest day of the year. Yeah, it felt like it. It only gets better. It gets the days get longer, is Um, what I mean. Okay. At least. It's 2020. (laughs) (laughs) The days get longer, and to me, that means that they get better. (laughs) That's fair. More light, more sunlight is nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Krampus Garden. Uh, Europeans have been exchanging greeting cards featuring Krampus since the 1800s, sometimes introducing with... Krampus. This sounded perfect. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a letter that I recognize. Greetings from Krampus is what it means. The cards usually have humorous rhymes and poems. Krampus is often featured looming menacingly over children. That feels correct. He is also shown as having one human foot and one cloven hoof. Okay. In some, Krampus has sexual overtones. He is pictured pursuing buxom women. Over time, the representation... We're so doing this next year. Yes! Over time, the representation of Krampus in the cards has changed. Older versions have more frightening Kramp- have a more frightening Krampus, while modern versions have a cuter, more Cupid-like creature. Krampus- Ew, I don't like that one. Yeah. I would prefer the scarier one, I think. Mm-hmm. Krampus also has adorned postcards and candy containers. Regional variations. In Styria, the Rutin bundles are... Re- are presented by Krampus to families. The twigs are painted gold and displayed year-round in the house, a reminder to any child who has temporarily forgotten Krampus. So it's like um, Elf on a Shelf, but stick. And year-round. Yeah. And then the, you get <laughs> the sticks hit you. It's <laughs> true. <Sure. laughs> the Elf doesn't. It's very, it's very dark. It's a little more threatening. <laughs> Uh, in smaller, more isolated villages, the figure has other beastly companions, such as the an- as the antlered wild man figures and Saint Nicholas. Is nowhere to be seen. So no Saint Nicholas. Instead, they have okay. this, this antlered man. Okay, I want to know more about the antlered man now. Uh, so do I. I mean, it might have be in here just in German. Ah, very possible. <clears throat> oh, they are. Okay, these Styrian companions of Krampus are called Shabmenner. Sham wow. We started so normally. <laughs> Do we ever start normally, though? No, for us, I mean. Normal, oh, yeah, for us, yeah. This is actually our normal, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shabmanner, or Rauhen. Those sound like two very different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no idea. We'll see, okay, we'll okay. see if it goes on. <clears throat> I did read this. It's just been a few days. Um, mm-hmm. A toned-down version of Krampus is part of the popular Christmas markets in, Australia, in Austrian urban centers like Salzburg. In these more tourist-friendly interpretations, Krampus is more humor- humorous than fearsome. That's fair. Mm. In Cave de Predil, Cave de Del... 
Neapolitan, northern part of the Udine province in Italy, an annual Krampus festival is held in early December. Just yes. uh, just before the sun sets, the Krampus the Krampus come out from an old cave and chase children, boys but also adults, punishing them with strokes on their legs. I want to take part. Yeah, the more this goes, I just want to come running out of a cave with a stick. I love this. Just just chase people. Just chase children. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't like hit anyone with it. I just want to chase people with a stick. Yeah, I mean the reason the clowns were so scary is because they never actually Mm. did anything. They were just chasing you. Uh Yeah, it's horrifying. Sorry, I brought it up. (laughs) To satisfy their anger, children and young people must recite a prayer. That's not. That's less fun. We're not going to do that part. Mm -hmm. North American (sighs) Krampus celebrations are a growing phenomenon. Ding ding ding. Ding, 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 Similar ding, ding. figures are recorded in neighboring areas. Klabauf, Australia, Austria, Australia. The Bartel <laughs> in or Bartel in Nigelbartel or Wubartel are used in the southern part of the country. What country? <laughs> There's no country mentioned. Hmm. In most parts of Slovenia, where culture was greatly affected by Austrian culture, Krampus is called Park. There's a J. Um, no. <laughs> and is one of the companions of the Mglobs. <laughs> the Slovenian form of St. Nicholas. So, Perfect. That guy. That dude. Uh, in many parts of Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around its waist and chains around its neck, ankles, and wrists. Mm. As part of a tradition, when a child receives a gift from St. Nicholas, he is given a gold branch to represent his good deeds throughout the year. However, if the child has misbehaved, Krampus will take all the gifts for himself and leave o- only a silver branch to represent the child's bad acts. Uh-oh. It's a very involved <clears throat> thing. Mm-hmm. Um, costumes. Costume characters are a central part of the Krampus of all Krampus celebrations. These characters include Krampus, St. Nicholas, the Woodsman, Angels, and the Old Woman. As Krampus is half goat and half demon, the costume normally shares certain primary elements such as a fur suit, horns, demon masks, and hooves. Props commonly used are bells, a birch switch, which is the stick. Ah, got it. Uh, baskets worn on on the back, chains, walking staff, and a horse hair or hemp flogger. <laughs> It's like a. I'm I'm picturing it more as like a, a, um, like a spanking thing. (gasps) Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's what they should look like in the costume. Um, the most traditional Krampus costumes are made from goat or sheep skins, animal horns, and hand-carved masks. Mm-hmm. More often, they are made with modern and less costly materials, such as fake fur or and latex masks. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad they specified that for us. Yeah. I was not going to spend money on a goat for a costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that them giving me alternatives. Yeah, thank you. Um, there are several costume instructional YouTube videos available, <laughs> which we will be watching um, yes. to make our costumes for next yes. year. Nicole be so into this. Right? This sounds like so much fun. We're, do- mm-hmm. we're definitely doing this. I'm sure there are people in Pittsburgh who will want to do it. Plus, oh my god, sure. if we're still doing COVID, you can wear a mask. <gasps> yes! And, Perfect. you know, I don't know how parades work with that, but we'll figure it out. 
We'll figure um, it out. In popular culture. And this is, I think, yeah, this is the end. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> Further information. Oh, there's like an, another. Krampus in popular culture is another thing on Wikipedia. Okay. The character of Krampus has been imported and modified for various North American media, including print, e.g. Krampus the Devil of Christmas, a collection of vintage postcards by Monty Beauchamp in 2004, Krampus the Yule Lord, a 2012 novel by Gerald Brom, television, both live action and, and in a Christmas carol, in a Krampus carol, sorry. I was uh, like, I don't remember that. 2012 <laughs> episode of The Lead, and an animation a Very Venture Christmas, a 2004 episode of The Venture Brothers. Minstrel Krampus, a 2013 episode of American Dad. <laughs> I've seen that one. Have you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's actually how, that's how I learned about Krampus. From, there's a couple episodes of American Dad that have Krampus in it. Really? That's there's how I originally one. learned. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's a recurring character. I love it. At least I think so. Like, I'm... I mean, ninety percent sure there's at least two. A little bit insane. I love it. Um, Video games: Carn Evil, a nineteen ninety eight arcade game; Uh, the Blind, the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, a two thousand and fourteen video game; the film Krampus, a two (laughs) thousand and five Christmas comedy horror movie from Universal Pictures. Who would have thought they were related? Yeah, that sounds right. So that (laughs) is uh, Krampus. uh, For better, that was awesome. We may have lost our minds. A little bit, um, but it was worth it. But I love this idea. I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are into uh, Krampus uh, yes. Parade, please let us know. Yes. Because um, I think it would be a good time, really. Mm-hmm. Especially like if a... we're not in COVID anymore. It'll be like a mm-hmm. nice celebration. Sounds like a hoot and a half. Right? Make mm-hmm. up for all the shit we missed this year. Yes. <sighs> Which I think is the part that sucks the most about not having Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. Cecilia didn't even have her first birthday party. Mm. She turned one while she was sitting on a table in her Aww. kitchen so that we could live stream it mm-hmm. so that people could participate and sing. Yeah. So now she doesn't even get her... Well, it's her second Christmas, but mm-hmm. the one first one she remembers because she can destroy yeah. you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Poor baby. It's I know. Okay. Um, but we're, I think when they're out of quarantine and they're mm-hmm. all good and healthy and... Well, we'll do something then but. yeah definitely but yeah so like we have to make up for all the shit we missed this year we're going to do all of the stupid shit next year yes and I all think that's of the shit so much fun mm-hmm mm-hmm 100 yeah okay so we'll do it on december 5th december 5th yes i had to go back up uh i would sign but december 5th yeah and we'll do we'll get a permit and do it downtown We'll see how many people else. we can get. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're interested, email us. We'll we'll start a list. I mean, we could do it downtown just with like three of us. Exactly. No, it's true. Because you, you, the parade is what you make of it. This is true. You're not wrong. <laughs> Are you just having a really good time with your hat? Yeah, it's so floofy and poofy. It looks soft. It is very soft. I used to have uh, a Santa hat <gasps> that was like, it sat on my head and then it had a, 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 a coiled spring. And a <gasps> I've seen those. Yeah, very hard to wear. Yes, because I can you, imagine. Like if you move your head, then it moves on its own. And it's yeah. just like, it's very, it gives you a headache. I like this one. It's quite like mm-hmm. I can shake it and it hits me in the face. It does. <laughs> 
It does indeed. I can confirm this. Uh-huh. And Megan has been still playing with the little bubble. The little, um, little bobble. Yeah. Bobble, 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 bobble. Uh, for the last few minutes. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's Follow a us on all the things. Yes. Yeah. Should I think it's cool podcast. Um, most of the places. Should I think it's cool.com. Uh, cool shit pod on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, S-I-T-I-C podcast on the Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And that's uh, Those are the things. Those are the things. Uh, happy holidays. <clears throat> happy holidays. Stay safe out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, social distance now so you can Krampus parade next year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? That fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, wear a fucking mask, y'all. <laughs> Please. We want to be out in the world. Mm-hmm. I wanna... Get vaccinated when you're able to. Yes. Uh, pro vaccine over here. Yes, hundred percent. Love it. Get that vaccine. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get it. Um, get it. Get I it. Get go it. Clean up the yarn. Cool. I gotta go pick up Mick because they are done early. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go. Uh, so it's perfect. Tell them hi. <laughs> I will. All right. Uh, bye, y'all. Okay. Bye. bye. bye.